This week on the podcast, Chris made me play another fucking Wii game, and it's Sin and Punishment Star Successor. On it so bad. Hello, Chris. Oh, we're hello. here again. Would you we're say here a fucking again? Would you say this Wii game was a star, or was it punishment, or was it a successor, or was it sinful? Um, so we are playing Sin and Punishment Star Successor. We're adding it to our endless list of video games, which currently goes from Super Mario 64, controversially, all the way down to number <laughs> 155, Dark Castle, at uh, number 50, 155. This is our 156th entry. Our goal and mission of this podcast, in case you don't know, is to add every game to the endless list that we can think of, of all time. So we have added, in recent weeks... You know what games we've added? We've added Max Payne 2, Downwell, Super Solvers, Gizmos, and Gadgets, PUBG, Frog Fractions, Dark Souls. We're doing them all. All of them. That's a hodgepodge right there. It is a hodgepodge. That's what we are. We are the Hodgepodge Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Give us a review. You know, we need more reviews. I hear that's how you get up in the algorithm. I uh, I hear that too, and as one that also has a podcast, I never encourage reviews, and um, I don't know why. I don't know why. Come on. Just leave a review. Do it. Do it right now. Stop the podcast. Do it. Okay. Uh, follow us at It's So Bad Pod on Twitter. Email us, It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. Chris, what is Sin and Punishment Star Successor? Oh, it's a, a nifty little Wii uh, rail shooter game. Um, it is a sequel to a Nintendo 64 game, also called Sin and Punishment. I don't know if it has a no. subtitle, just Sin and Punishment. It, yeah. uh, it's a nice little futuristic uh, dystopian, dystopian sci-fi uh, rail shooter jaunt of a time. It's good times. It uh, centers around this character, Isa, who I learned uh, is the son of the protagonist from the first game that I have never played, but watched several videos and pretty much watched all the cutscenes before we started recording tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is going on a uh, wacky journey with uh, an amnesic uh, girl, very typical, I feel like, in anime plots, named Kachi. And uh, together they are fleeing what I came to understand was to this like kind of evil government type thing. He's like defected from his government army, whatever. Like he he was part of that that group that's pursuing him. He's he's part <laughs> of it, but he's like. Did you not? Did, you need to do the reading, huh? About what the lore is behind sin and punishment. Well, in this game, right? Well, in this game, he's part uh -huh. of the he's part of like the the military group that or the government group that's like pursuing him. Well, uh, it's not really a military group; it's outer space. Right. So it's inner space and outer space, right? But so, but they're kind of like at war with outer space, right? So first, I'm going to say, even though I just watched literally all the cutscenes from the first game, I have like no clue what the fuck goes on in the first game. <laughs> the first game is so fuck seems so fucking weird, and so. 
Uh-huh. Uh, first off, just in terms of like my history with this game, it brings up a good point. I pl- so I remember Sin and Punishment One being like this like weird Japanese game that never came to the United States because it never did for the N64. I remember when they announced that it was coming to the Wii and I got really excited and I played it and I was like, holy shit, this is like a lost Star Fox game because it's just Star Fox. It's just like the the tank levels from Star Fox is the first one. You're on the ground and you can like jump, but it's basically Wild Guns um, is what it is. If you've ever played Wild Guns for the uh, Super Nintendo. Um, but more, more, I would say more akin to Star Fox at the same time. But anyways, uh, rail shooter played it. It's like a three hour game. It's not even three hours. It's like super short to play. The Nintendo I mean, 64 it was fun. One, to be clear. Yeah. Yes. It was fun. But like, I remember nothing about it. I played <laughs> it once and I remember absolutely nothing about it. Um, but I was pumped when it came to, to Wii. And then, um, you brought up Sin and Punishment 2 and I was like, oh, wow. I haven't really thought about that series in a while, and I've kind of always wanted to play that game, been interested in what it was. And this is like a perfect Chris game. The Chris <laughs> zone of the Endless List. There's like a zone where you like... It's not like the best games. It's not like the second best games or the third best games. It's more like that tier that's like slightly better than mediocre. Or like Hidden Gems. Hidden Gems. That people, hidden Gems, yeah. I think, is a much better way to put Because like, that's what this was. <laughs> like, the pan, like, it, you know... I think we can safely declare on this podcast, the pandemic's over. Just kidding. (laughs) But but so, um, but like during the pandemic, it was like, I got like this, like really fixated on playing all these like random Wii games. And it was like, and we have played Mad World. We've played NBA 2K13 or 12. 13. 13. 13. I still remember. See, we played uh, Pandora's Tower. We We played Pandora's Pandora's Tower. Tower. And we played um, Muramasa. Oh, Muramasa have... the Demon Blade. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> and and uh, now we've played uh, Sin and Punishment. These are, so we really are. <laughs> these are literally all games that I started playing during the pandemic. We have literally indulged all of my Nintendo Wii pandemic whims now to this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, we are. This is our journey. Once a year journey into the Wii rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, so I remember, I remember, I remember when they announced this game, and by the time it came out, I was like, "I'm not super into the Wii anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna get this game." Because <laughs> it came out, I think, in 2009, which was like yeah. the Wii came out in 2007. Yeah, because I was, I had graduated from college, I think, either that or like late 2006. I forget. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like probably close to 2006, but. The Wii came out in two, no, 2006, when I, you're graduated, so, uh, college. So, it came out in November of two, 2006. I waited outside of a Target to buy one um, all night. I did that. That actually happened. Um, but, yeah, by the time, like, 2009, when this, or 2010, when this game came out, I was like, yeah, I'm good on the Wii. Yeah, I also, like, did not buy like i like i feel like i'm buying nothing but wii stuff now but it's like back in the day it wasn't like i played like a ton of wii it was like i had i had my wii i had like resident evil 4 i had wii sports and like maybe like two other games and like i loved the wii when it first came out i thought it was the greatest thing but after like a year I, like i i loved some of the games were good but the big thing for me was like the virtual console was like a fucking game oh yeah yes yeah, so yeah, s- yeah. so many virtual console games yes yeah, that was the same deal but yeah no if, you know we're going back and we're rediscovering all these games that uh, we turned our noses at 
in the late 2000s. Yeah. So this game was made by Treasure, which I was like, when I found out that, I actually started playing. I was like, holy shit, this kind of feels like Ikaruga. And no, it, yeah, yeah. It is, it's a Treasure game, which is wild. Co-developed with Nintendo SPD, and there are motorcycles flying by. I don't know if you can hear them. No. They're super loud. No. Published, published by Nintendo, uh, released in the year 2009, same year as Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Left 4 Dead 2, Batman Arkham Asylum, Angry Birds, Borderlands, and Bayonetta. Angry Birds. Kind of, <laughs> I'm just laughing because uh, I laugh because this game's a very good game, I think, and I think we probably will say it's a very fun game, but uh, we would not be playing this game with all those other games coming up that year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just a weird time. But Treasure is known for the developer. Are you so they made Ikaruga, which I mentioned. Um, have you ever played Ikaruga? No, that's a, a but it just I think landed on PS Now. So, so I think that is going to be is, the to do list. It is literally the hardest game I've ever played. I uh, I have found over the last couple of years that apparently I really like shoot 'em ups and uh, Hell, and let's go, Chris. And uh, I need more. I need more. Yep. So that's. Uh, I want to play Gradius for the podcast. I've been wanting to play Gradius. Oh, that'd be good. But uh, yeah, so it's on the to do list. And I think that's also. This this game, came, Sin and Punishment, I think came into my life at a right time where I'm discovering I really enjoy the style of game. After, I love o- it. after I overlooking love it. it for years and years. So this game yeah. reminded me of Ikaruga, and the other game it reminded me of, and like to a T reminded me of it, is uh, Gunstar Heroes. Even though mm. it's a side scroller. Gunstar Heroes, the uh, bosses had the same kind of bar, health bar. Oh, yeah. You just shoot down. And they had a boss rush at the end. And they had all, like, it was generals, the same deal. Right. As military people. So it was like, this game is a Gunstar Heroes game. This guy's secretly. I would say this game did not remind me of any one specific game, but it totally perfectly captured the uh, loud light gun or rail shooter game you would play in the lobby of a movie theater when you're waiting to go see a movie. Everything is bright, yeah, this... catchy electronic music. Just the aesthetic was just perfect. Perfect. This game was, like, better than that, though. Like, it, it had, I think it I has a really good... Way. I meant that in a positive way. That's, like, a good yeah, nostalgia yeah. feeling. By the way, I never used the zapper. <laughs> I have the Wii zapper, and I never used it um, <laughs> when I was playing this game. <laughs> Which was very funny because I thought it would just be dumb holding it like this the whole time, holding like a gun. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, this I think this game is better than an arcade game. I think the absolutely. difficulty is absolutely it, good. It gave me it gave me the yeah. I'm saying it gave me the the positive memories of like when you're playing a loud light railgun shooter, light gun or railgun shooter in like an arcade yeah. theater lobby. So, so Treasure also made Gunstar Heroes. They made uh, Dynamite Heady. Uh, Light Crusader, Mischief Makers, um, Radiant Silver Gun, the original Sin and Punishment they also made, um, Wario World, and Gradius Five as well. Um, so they have made a lot of classic games that are like, I think aside from Gunstar Heroes, they're they're just like a tier below what people think are like some of the best games ever. <laughs> like they're just like yeah, yeah. right below it. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, um, never the bride. Yeah, and they they were like really good games, but they just were never popular mm-hmm. at any time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think all of these games like they're they have very niche fan bases, I would say, um, but they're known for being very good. Uh, but yeah, so this game um, 
can't say very much about its development. Nothing really available on it anywhere. Uh, I, what I will tell you is that Treasure no longer exists, I believe. I did some research on uh, the interwebs to understand if the company still exists. I do not believe they exist. They haven't made a game since 2013, so safe to say. I don't know if anybody's collecting a paycheck over there. I, uh, I also struggle to find anything about the history of the development of the game. <laughs> there was like, there's like nothing written about it anywhere. I can't yeah. find like articles. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is a uh, so it's like a it's like a Star Fox game made for the Wii, and for me, it was like one of the best uses of the Wii motion controls. It's probably how Star Fox should have been on the Wii, but just wasn't. <laughs> yeah, like why? I, that's it, one of the things that one of the notes is here is that I said this just makes me mad that Nintendo didn't make a Star Fox game right. on the Wii. <laughs> Like, like, what the fuck? This is, like, so good. Because you point at the screen and you can tr- control the reticle and then you move them with the nunchuck um, and you can lock on. And there's, But there's no waggle. It's just pointing. Exactly. Any games that do exactly. that, they, they're typically pretty okay. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's and you're on a flat plane. You can't move in three dimensions. You just move on the screen, around the screen. But you can jump up and fly, and that's pretty cool. And you can lock on um, with charge shots. You can hit. <laughs> you, you can jump, uh, but you almost never need in this game. You can do what? You can jump, which you almost never need in this game outside of the tutorial stage where it tells you you can jump. But yeah. I think like what makes a game like this so good, and particularly this game so good, is like those animated 3D backgrounds and those environments oh, you really fly good. through. Oh, I was like, I was, I was replaying it like before we started recording, and it was like, you know, going to like the sit the the second level, the ones in the city, like. That feels like it looks great. It's like you're swooping there's through so, the building. So much happening in the background, yeah. and there's like so many enemies you can shoot at any given time on screen. Yeah, there's like very cool. there's like a level where it's like you're going down a highway. There's like the lava level, like the 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 sky castle level, like that's really cool. You're taking all these like twists and turns through these three D environments. Even like the less aesthetically like busy level, like the zombie forest. Thing. like even that still mm-hmm. like has like a really cool vibe and a really cool uh yeah they do cool things with lighting in that yeah way. yeah it's like really like really impressive like the wii was not a powerful system at all and to like kind of make this so visually appealing i i thought was quite the quite the accomplishment on, on their part i mean this isn't like this is the thing that nintendo really does well right and they worked right. with nintendo on this right. game so they, they get the most out of their hardware mm, that right. they can possibly get um, and they did on this game. They they use an aesthetic typically that makes it work, um, and they found that aesthetic in this game. I just would say so. Yeah, like how there's so much things moving in the background is really cool. But also the bosses were also gigantic, yes. and they <laughs> typically had like a million different weak points, and you had to figure out how to hit them for the most part. Um, or there would be some gimmick like in the lava level where you're shooting the two platforms to make them rise up until they get to the top. Oh yeah, um, or yeah. and there's also in that level the the lion that's running in front of you and you have to hit the train car into him even though I couldn't fucking figure out what was going on for like twenty. Because you have like a level. you have like a rearview mirror, so you got to kind of hit the train car to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's the random general dude that like turns into like all these different like random creatures and like says something like really fucking over the top and ridiculous before he transforms each time. That was really cool. Oh yeah. Oh the, the uh, Genesis. The girl the who's the, um, the general, she was the, like, the samurai one. We're like... She sucks. Oh, I... Yeah, she sucks. I, I, like, the way... It's, like, because that one's, like, all, like, melee and, like, deflection-based. 
but I love yeah, that. And one. I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to do for the. the I would say the good thing and the bad thing is that they're very the bosses are very gimmicky and sometimes it can work, sometimes it can't, and sometimes you're just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? <laughs> like, because it's like not letting me hit him, and she's coming at me and swinging a sword, and I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So you have to like time it perfectly in order. Right. To like so there, there's a there's a melee attack feature in this game, which like was kind of just the thing I was not used to in like real shooters that you like you would have like this melee attack that you'd be so dependent on and. uh there are definitely some, like, to get through this game, you definitely have to get good at deflecting uh, uh, shots back with the melee attack. I will definitely say, once you, you gotta put that time in, but once you do it, you're gonna, it's it's good. But it's also, it's also a pretty satisfying mechanic, too. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's good. I think, like, the diversity in the, the boss design, and there were, like, so there were, there's eight stages, and there's gotta be at least, like, three bosses on every stage yeah. or two bosses with a mid boss um two three bosses so like you have the turret in the volcano you got like that like you have to spin around and you have to knock off pieces of the wall and you're working your way down to like completely destroy it you've got like the evil walls that shoot at you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um there's like the the boss that climbs up the walls and you have to shoot the blocks on top of you. Yes, um, that was that up. was probably one of the hardest for me, but also like I felt it was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, one of the coolest looking levels, even though it was a fucking bitch, was the rotating room in the arsenal with all the you're like walking in front of tanks that are activating. And oh, like the, lasers the, you have to jump the second over to last boss, we'll say before the boss rush final level. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. like that looks. Really, yeah, so you're like on this like cylinder. Yeah, it's like all these like mechs are powering up, and uh, there's so much shit coming at you in that level. But yeah. uh, and then like you got the last general guy like taunting you like the whole time. So, but I also laid down. I think it was the level. No, it might have been a mini boss in that same level where you have a really slow kind of midpoint battle where there's like a giant submarine that comes out of the water and you're kind of slowly rotating all the way around the submarine to sink it and uh that those was are really my cool, favorite that was a really cool visual my, and effect my favorite levels in any shooter is when there's like a big mothership and you have to take out all the turrets yeah i fucking love those those yeah, for this, some reason this this did it really well like having like the really slow progression around it made it feel yeah. like like a like a You're really epic like, yeah that that was something yeah. so and there's like guys like you can see in the background that are really small and you'll like fly closer and they'll get bigger yeah they're like running and they're like they're running in and out of doorways and like repositioning yeah. i was like this is really cool yeah like it's, it's a really neat game a lot of this game is really neat game um <clears throat> i will say there's that you can like really abuse the dodge because the yes. dodge basically just gives you iframes. Yes, if you so just like, you ah, just gotta ah, spam it, ah, just gotta spam it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this game is super. It, it was I wouldn't say super challenging, but it was pretty challenging. Um, and I enjoyed the challenge. I thought it was uh, it was nice. I think that the thing that this game does really well is the checkpointing. Um, yeah. You never very like, forgiving. Far when when you die, you're never too far away where you're just like, oh, I have to go all the way back there. So. I thought that was nice. Oh, one thing I did kind of come across in some research for this game that, again, it's not about the development, but, like, there was, like, at some point in time, there was, like, a pretty, like, a small but passionate community around this game and, like, around high score <laughs> chasing. And um, from what I understood, it sounded like 
like that community really rallied around playing on easy mode and like really getting wild on the high scores like in easy mode that was like the that was like for whatever reason became the super competitive um area for the game which which i thought was a little interesting from what i i found but i didn't play it easy i played it on normal and uh that seemed Same. that seemed challenging enough so i wonder if i google sin and punishment high scores if there's any like replacement Something to take yeah. the place of uh, the now defunct Wii leaderboards. Right. Because they had Wii leaderboards in this as well. And they <laughs> um, so, beyond, uh, so the story is just ridiculous. I think one of the weak points about this game is that um, their eyes look fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The, uh, the faces they, look, they look like, good. They look like Alita Battle Angel, but bad. <laughs> but Alita Battle Angel is also, also kind of bad. Um, but yeah, the eyes are just out of control. Anime eyes. The voice acting in this game is trash. Uh, the story is yeah, nonsensical. but it's like it's like the it's like the fun it's like kind good of trash. trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's for like sure. the fun yeah. kind of trash. It's it's for, for for sure the fun kind of trash, but it is still trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes. It doesn't have any. The pro- problem that I have with it is it's like good trash, but at the same time, there's no like real iconic lines that I can think of off the top of my head. And I wish there was something like, "Yeah, oh, right. you almost became a Jill sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that type of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it was fun. It, it it it. I feel like it fit, but uh. Yeah, the story actually felt like a little light, especially when I like now know like the first game is like so deep in lore and story, <laughs> and like this one just was like kind of like all right, like Issa's on the run with Kachi, and they just keep saying like oh she's a monster, she's a monster, like you know you gotta you gotta you gotta hand it over to us, and he's like no, friendship wins, yeah. But so now did you yeah. watch the have you watched the the true the secret ending? I didn't watch a secret ending, but I did look up what it was. So, spoilers: if you beat this game twice with Kachi and Isa, and what's the difference between Isa's mode? It's like always lock on. Uh, Isa has a charge shot that you just got to manually aim, yeah. and whereas Kachi shoots homing missiles, but there's also a little bit her um, her weapon can kind of like auto aim like a little bit, but like and not in a way that's like an advantage. Like, it will, like, because I was just playing through, again, as Kachi, and, like, it's, like, you will lock on to, like, one enemy until it's dead. Like, you can't kind of, like, mm. pray and spray like you do with, uh... That sucks. With, yeah. But it, it's not, it wasn't, like, bad, it was just different, because, like, her special is, like, a lot more, over, it seemed immediately more overpowered than, um, Issa's special. So, it's... What was Issa's special? I, I don't remember. Basically just, like, a giant, like, just a big giant fireball shot. That, like, you gotta aim and, like, fire just like a regular weapon, whereas Kachi fires homing missiles. So, it Mm -hmm. was, like, they seemed balanced. Like, she's got the better special, he's got the better standard weapon. Yeah. Um, But, yes, if you beat the game twice, uh, you find out that Kachi is actually Achi, who's the villain from the first game. Yes. And I learned that her master plan at the end of the first game is that, like, she needs, like her blood to be like in Issa's parents but like you know she fails to like recruit Issa's parents and the game literally ends with her going there's another they're going to have a child and like literally this is her carrying out her master plan from the first fucking game (laughs) 
<laughs> the villain wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, so that's why there's never been a Sin and Punishment 3. Because <laughs> she won. <laughs> Music was good. Aesthetic was good. Gameplay was good. Yeah. Gameplay was good. It was a great game. Yeah. It's about, uh, it's about what, six hours, I would say? Yeah, six, seven hours. For a single, short. For a single play. Gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Arcady, great, good challenge. I liked it. Thought of the good checkpoints. Um, yeah, it was. I thought there was good level for, level design and variety uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, bad is that it was anime as fuck. <laughs> and that, <laughs> good or bad? It was like it was like bad bad anime. As they um, say, your your, your mileage may vary on that front. Hey, I'm a I'm an anime fan. I am am trying to become an anime fan. I have watched recently, or not like recently, but I watched in the past like two or three years all of Dragon Ball, the original Dragon Ball. Oh boy. So Um, suck it. And I've watched a million Gundam series. I watched, um, well, Godzilla's Singular Point came out, which was fucking fantastic. And officially the award-winning Godzilla's Singular Point came out. Oh, I, I, I watched Attack on Titan too. No, I didn't. I haven't care. finished it though. Attack on Titan. I watched uh, Kill a Kill. That was fun. That was good. So there you go. I, uh, I downloaded Crunchyroll on my tablet. So maybe I'll, I'll try to. Uh, I would like. I would like to find more. I'd like to find more. I'm. St- I'm still using illegal sources, which I will not talk about here. <laughs> Just to back up your I, your big anime collection. I, no, I have a very uh, very good illegal website that has a million <laughs> different animes that I can tell you about. Afterwards. All right, I gave you the out, and then you uh, <laughs> you you went right back in. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so, anyways, so where, where is we go this game? Where is this on this list? Um, where I think it should go is, um, honestly, in my personal opinion, um, of our up to our one hundred and fifty sixth entry, I think it goes at number seventy. It trans. So let me see. Transistor. Tra- yeah, this is literally the section of my games. <laughs> Transistor, Animusha, City Ransom is in that neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm good with the range. <laughs> let me just think. Uh... I gave you a number, not a range. Oh well. Yeah. Yes, you said number, but I mean, you know. Um... Do that I is, like? I think this is this is definitely the best Wii game that we've played. I thought Pandora's. I didn't really like Pandora's Tower. If I'm going to be f- completely transparent on Pandora's Tower, yeah, like, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was like a bad Zelda clone. I um, uh, I I liked I liked Pandora's Tower. Um, I know, but I think this game is a way better game for the record, and I think it deserves to go uh, thirty spots higher. God, I still hate the Yaz Yaz Revenge is so low. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at this. I think I would probably give the nod, though, to games like River City Ransom, Animusha. But Transistor and this game are very comparable to me in my head. Like, I kind of see them as, like, you know, kind of hidden gen games for what they are. Very good aesthetic, very good vibe. Transistor's got the better music. The soundtrack in Transistor's fucking banging. Um, Yeah, I just felt like I never, like... With Transistor, I played it, and it felt like I didn't play it. <laughs> like, there's like it had a cool aesthetic. It had a cool vibe. I didn't really it's like the artsy. gameplay. It's very artsy. Yeah. You know? It was, just, 
it was yeah it's like nothing really i thought it was beautiful to look at and i thought the music was good but also like looking back on it i don't remember anything in particular that happened in that yeah game. i think that's uh i think that's fair i think like as i'm actually like thinking of these two in my head like i really do like transistor but transistor is kind of like it's kind of like that like uh art house movie that like you kind of try to pretend like that it doesn't have any flaws because like it's like your like little art house movie but uh whereas this i think is is a little yeah this is a little bit more like uh this is a much more uh fun straight ahead like action packed like it never lets up this game never lets this up this is not this is not an art piece this is a video game yeah this is a <laughs> This, this is, is a uh, this, video game. this is not a pro wrestler. This is a sports entertainer, is what this is. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm I am good with that because I do not think it should go above Bubble Bobble, which is just an arcade classic. And yeah, um, I think S- Super Giant just uh, those games and Transistor like they have an interesting arc, and I think they really came together <clears throat> when they made um, what the fuck was that game that came out last year or the year before. Hades. Fuck. Hades. Hades. Well, they like brought together all the things that they had worked on previously. So, it was, like, it brings in pieces of Transistor. It brings in pieces of Pyre. It brings in all these different other games that they've made, and they combine it together to make this awesome game, which is going to go much higher on this list. I think maybe even Pyre, even though I haven't played it, I've heard good things about it. Mm. Will probably go higher. And what if they make Bastion? Yeah, which I've never played. Um. Yeah, and also I think is more well regarded than Transistor. Um, I think, it, but I like Transistor at the same time. I think yeah, it's a yeah. decent game. Yeah, I think we should put this at number seven. Eh? I think uh, you know what? That was a random number to pick, and I think you were actually one hundred percent right. <laughs> I, dude, these, this is never random with me. I spend hours agonizing about where this should go on the endless list of games. You don't want to make it. 12, I think about. Do you? <laughs> I think about numbers constantly. <laughs> I look at the the different systems, and I'm like, oh man. Should we really put it this system above this system? This is this is officially our, want... our highest Wii game, right? This is definitely our highest highest Wii so game. So what was our next highest Wii game? While well, you type that in, Pandora's Tower. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah. But never, oh, ninety-eight. All right. And then Muramasa. Dude, hmm. I tell I'm telling you, I pour over this list. I know it all by heart. God, I don't know why like Yars Revenge being ninety-two like bothers me so much. I feel like. It's like I still go back and like play like Yars Revenge and like try to beat my own high scores. And I sit there and go like, "Oh, why do we have this higher?" Dude, I'll I'll tell you what. If you nominate that thing to move up on the list just a little bit, no one will give you any shit because no one has played that game except for you. I don't know. I have a, I have a. There's a target on my back ever since the Dark Souls episode. So <laughs> I don't think I'm. Uh, I don't think I'm making wow. a lot of headway. You didn't make any friends with that. Jesus <laughs> no, I did not. Lord. So congratulations to Sin and Punishment Star Successor. We have a new number seventy on the endless list of video games. Chris, do you know what we're playing next week for a video game? You are playing a uh, Cruise USA, and uh, I am not. Officially part of that episode, but I'm going to try to make it. So, uh. Today! Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. I, uh, I don't have enough, uh, member berries stored to, uh, just kind of go into that episode cold. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to. I am. If. I just got to find the time to, uh, log like an hour or two with it. And, uh. And I would, li- I would like to be part of that if, I, if possible. But we'll see. Uh. 
I think that's going to just like looking at the list and how I constantly ponder what's going to happen with the list. Um, F zero. I'm like, does it go above F zero? That's going to be a tough conversation. Um, I mean, when I was a when I was a kid, I was much more an F zero kid than I was a cruising USA kid. So. Oh, I was much more a cruising USA kid. Mm. So. Um, I played the shit. I unlocked all those cars, but we'll talk about it next week. We will. On the podcast. We will. Um, Christopher, thank you so much for for joining me. No, any, anytime. And we'll be back next week. Bye.